This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to Aviation Careers Podcast. We have a special episode. I went to the National Business Aviation Association's conference 2014 over in Orlando. I got a chance to speak with a lot of employers, also with people in business aviation and uh colleges, people that had scholarships, etc. Some really neat information that I gleaned from this. So what we've done is, uh, this is a special issue, and we, we're going to do more of these, uh, where we recorded some live interviews and have some incredible perspectives from, from different people. So here, I'm going to get started with the interviews. There's uh, quite a few of them. So uh, once uh, once we're done listening to the interviews, we'll, we'll come back and, and uh, wrap up at the end. Hope you enjoy them. Well, folks, this is Carl Valeri from Aviation Careers Podcast. We're here at MBAA 2014, right in front of this uh, really cool booth. It's Florida Institute of Technology, or Florida Tech is now what it's called. We're all, we've known it from the past as FIT, but it's no longer that. Florida Tech. And I'm here with two folks that, uh, that are really passionate about aviation and, and passionate about learning. Nick, who uh, you are the... I'm the recruiter and alumni coordinator at Florida Tech, College of Aeronautics. And also with me is... I'm Donna Welt, and I'm an associate professor in the College of Aeronautics. Great. Now, a lot of folks, they want to know, where should I go to school? So we're going to talk a little bit about Florida Tech and why they should choose Florida Tech. People that are wanting to become pilots, we'll talk first about that, also a little bit about unmanned aircraft systems. So, Nick, why would someone choose, they're, they're looking at a choice in colleges, Florida Tech, for aviation, learning to fly, both their degree and learning to fly? Well, a lot of people choose our campus because of its location, obviously in, in the south in Florida. Also, uh, we, uh, we, we also have um, tremendous faculty uh, and the prestige of a tier one university. Um, so when you, couple, when you couple all those things together, you come to the conclusion that FIT is, a, is the right place. We have a, a nice campus uh, and we have a flight line that's, uh, that's a little different too. Um, so we can get best of both worlds. What type of bachelor's degree can a student look towards as far as aviation? Well, they can do an, uh, non, a flight or non-flight aviation management degree, aeronautical science flight or non-flight, aviation meteorology flight or non-flight, and they can also do an aviation computer science degree. Aviation computer science, so they can also go out and program if they want to. That's also, correct. That's correct. Um, we also offer an online aviation management undergraduate degree. At Florida Tech, obviously, they have other degrees, too. Uh, right. What other type of degrees do they have that people can go towards? We have a college of science, a college of business, college of engineering, which we're, we're known for, a college of psychology. So there's lots of different degrees all in, in those colleges. So if I'm in aviation, I, I want to go into, say, not, well, I was going to say computer science. Obviously, we can do that there. But if I want to go into engineering but also become a pilot, I can do that, correct? Anybody on campus can fly. So they, uh, the flight line can take care of you. We'll set up a flight instructor, for, for a go around your schedule. So how do they do that? How do we go about someone getting, this sounds tough in my mind, going about a four-year degree and then they also get all their certificates. This is within four years? It can be within four years. It actually can be within two, two and a half years if they, uh, if they go through it uh, and, and, and are dedicated to it. Uh, many of our aeronautic students, for instance, will get their uh, will flight instruct uh, to in their junior and senior years. So that can happen too. Uh, with engineering, it's a little more, the courses are a little bit more rigorous. So they may elongate it. They may stretch it out a little bit, but it can be done. Sure. Perfect. Now, you, you teach at the university, correct? And, uh, and how, what have you found with the students? Do they really enjoy the program? All of our students love the program. Once they come down and see Florida Tech, they, we usually sell them. We have some of the best aircraft out there. We have an all-piper fleet. We have very good classrooms, and we have outstanding faculty, very quality instruction. So what, what differentiates you from some of the other, there's a lot of schools, obviously in Florida, so what would differentiate you from some of the other schools? Part of it is our fleet. We have a Piper fleet. Part of it is that we're not just an aviation school. We have the business program, we have the engineering program, we have minors in all different programs. We have a music program, and now we even have a football team. So, it's excellent. And I think Dr. Wilt is being a little modest too. Uh, a lot of uh, the people's choices for our school is the uh, knowledge and, and, and respect that they get from the faculty. The faculty is, is amazing, and they're extraordinarily dedicated to their students too. 
You know, one of the things that's really important for a student is uh, what's going to happen after I graduate. Uh, I, a lot of times, speak with people and they ask questions, you know, all right, I got this degree, now what happens? Uh, is there somebody that can help me find a job that's at the university? Yeah, we have a career placement service. Uh, we also have some scholarships and internships. Uh, we have a professor that's dedicated to that as well. Uh, and of course, we have a tremendous alumni association which will help out with internships and placing people. Yeah. So all I need to know is what they're interested in and I can set them up in, in that. So let's talk a little bit about the scholarships, internships things. Uh, first of all, scholarships. Is that internally that they would apply for those? We uh, Once you apply to Florida Tech, you're enrolled in our uh, merit scholarships, and those range. Uh, last year, for instance, uh, top uh, candidates got $21,000 off of tuition, and, and uh, you know, Category 4 out of 5 got $10,500 off tuition. Uh, if you're a, uh, an Eagle Scout or a Gold Award member, you get $14,000. Again, that's last year, so this year will probably be more than that. Uh, and then there are other, uh, I have uh, websites of various scholarships as well. Great, and hopefully they'll come to ours, Aviation Scholarships Guide. We have a few of those on there, and we'll put yours on there there too. So, the, uh, as a matter of fact, I think we have a, a couple. Uh, you, you know, it's interesting that you talked about internships. We were actually about to go to a meeting discussing internships and the importance of those. Uh, I think it's becoming more and more important to have students come over to these businesses and to the airlines for internships. What type of inter internships have you seen people go towards? We've had internships at uh, NOAA, uh, some airlines, obviously some Lee County Airport, we have uh, some deals. Uh, but the, we have at the at Florida Tech the, a career fair, and we also have an internship fair. So there are fairs. And again, Donna Gaynor over at Career Services, uh, per, per, you know, she individually tries to set everybody up with all. We have various companies in our area, too, that work on that. You brought up something there, uh, career fair. Uh, what does that entail? I mean, tell us a little bit about what happens there. A couple of weeks ago, we had our uh, third annual career fair, and we invited a whole bunch of uh, businesses, and it largely was a bunch of regional airlines, some major airlines, and uh, Lee, and again, uh, an airport came to Lee County Airport, and basically, uh, the, um, the because of the new rules and, and uh, the search for pilots, uh, we were able to get some serious uh, looks at what it's like for our students to go, what the next step would be for them. So it was very exciting. Can you give us an idea, like maybe name some names as to who the employers are that some of the graduates have gone towards? Well, we have a, a formal program with ExpressJet and CommuteAir. So uh, obviously our flight instructors right now go into ExpressJet. Um, but, uh, you know, we also have SkyWest. I mean, they're, it, pretty much wherever they want to go, Air Wisconsin, um, there's a lot of interest in various uh, regionals right now. And then, of course, they're going to move up to the majors at some point. So do they get any kind of assistance between the regional and the major side? Kind of assistance. Any type of uh, help with moving on, say, in, through an alumni network, that type of thing? They get advice. Uh, they, there's a lot of uh, back and forth between um, our alumni, uh, and they'll help them out with, uh, with interview questions and, and such. So, yeah, there, there's always, there always uh, is help. And, and, of course, we have a Professor Tim Rosser who is, uh, airline, who is in the airline industry, and he helps them tremendously. Well, awesome. You know, another thing we talked about is uh, there's the popularity of UAS, uh, unmanned aircraft systems. Uh, what type of programs do you have at, the, uh, at Florida Tech? Well, right now we have a minor in unmanned air systems. We have two courses that you take plus several others to get that minor. We are looking at expanding the program greatly, and we're even looking at possibly doing a bachelor's in it if there's enough interest. Awesome. And now, uh, excuse the ignorance, but do they get to fly one? Well, you can fly them, and right now you have to fly them inside a building because you can't fly them outside at this point. But right. they do get to fly them and have fun with it at this point. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, having actually worked with a lot of Florida Tech folks, by the way, I've, it's been wonderful you know, to, to work with the graduates. They have been very motivated in all the different uh, airlines that I've worked with and worked for. Uh, so that's what kudos to you folks. And, and you have, do have a strong alumni membership and, and people that really enjoy Florida Tech. So you're doing something right, which is good. How about in the future? Say, okay, now I'm a pilot, but I want to get into management. What can you do for the folks? Okay. Well, now we have online master's programs. We have one in aviation safety and one in aviation human factors. Completely online, no thesis, no comps, outstanding program. It just outstanding. I couldn't say enough about it. They need to just go to our website and check it out. It's exactly the same courses you'd get on campus, but it's fully online, and they can do it while they're traveling with their airlines. We have people from all over the world in the program. 
Okay, so what actual degrees can they get online? What is it, the, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, management? They can get an aviation uh, safety degree and aviation human factors, and there's also an aviation management. And uh, for the most part, what happens is it's about 10 classes, and it'll take them about 20 months. They take two classes per semester, including one summer session, uh, and they're done in 20 months. Awesome, that's great. Now, you did mention something about a possible PhD. We have Uh. a we have a PhD program as well. Uh, that is not online. That is uh, on campus for the first three semesters at least. Uh, but we have seven different uh, offerings in the PhD in PhD aviation science. Now, if somebody wants to figure out what these costs will be for the four-year degree, and also uh, if you want to talk about that now, you can. Or maybe there's a website they can go towards to find out the cost of the degree and the flight training. Well, the cost of the degree right now, tuition for uh, College of Aeronautics is approximately $35,000 a year. That's for tuition. But again, with that, um, th- that that's on the book. Uh, once you apply, as I said earlier, uh, there are a lot of discounts there. Uh, flight training will cost you between private instrument, commercial, uh, roughly fifty-five dollars to $60,000. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of uh, variables in that, uh, but that's what you you're looking at this point. And you can always go on the registrar's uh, website and find that out. They're going back to the 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 uh, PhD program again what type of PhD can they get how long does it take uh, the aviation uh, s- uh, science is has seven different offerings and uh, it, it'll take you a few years but uh, the first year and a half is on campus okay and then we talked about cost again the cost is going to be cost uh, is roughly thirty five thousand dollars a semester again that's before the discounts and there's a lot of um, merit scholarships uh, that can be applied to that uh, and additionally for flight training uh, flight training for your private instrument and commercial will run you about fifty five thousand to sixty thousand uh, dollars but again there are some variables in that so I'm interested in the school. What do I need to do? How do I get in touch with you folks? Best thing to do would be to contact the admissions, the undergraduate admissions department or the graduate admissions department and do a tour. Uh, we'd love for you to come on down and see our, our facility, particularly our maintenance facil- facility, and uh, do a tour of the uh, flight line. So you contact uh, undergraduate admissions at admissions uh, at FIT.edu, uh, and they'll set you up. So FIT.edu would be a great place to go for just about anything? Absolutely, yes. Awesome. We'll send them there. Is there anything else about the program that you can think of that you want to let the uh, the listeners know about this? I know it's a it's a great school, and, and we just had someone actually pass by who was a Delta Airlines captain. So there's there's an, another plug for you that uh, is a graduate of FIT or uh, Florida, excuse me, Florida Tech. Well, we also have a bunch of uh, student clubs and organizations. Uh, we have uh, a lot of fraternities and um, lots of uh, of activities. We are athletic. We have 22 Division two um, athletic uh, different various uh, uh, activities that you can participate in, including uh, football, so, um, and that's exciting. Do you have a flight team? We have a flight team. We have a Falcon flight team. Uh, we are just about getting ready to go to the regionals, uh, and then uh, hopefully in May we'll be at the nationals. Awesome. Good luck to you. I, I appreciate you folks uh, talking to us, and, and good luck with whatever you're doing you're at the university. It's awesome. I, I think moving forward, it's a great option for students. I, I will say one thing, a, a little plug for you, uh, as far as the career fairs and all, uh, I do know a few airlines that have gone there and said they've been, been great and have gotten some really good recruits. So kudos there. And this is Carl Valeri with the Aviation Careers Podcast at MBAA 2014 at the Florida Tech booth right over here. And if you're at MBAA, please come stop by. It's easy to find. It's right next to the Honda Jet. <laughs> well, folks, this is Carl Valeri with Aviation Careers Podcast reporting at MBAA 2014. And I'm actually at a booth called Jet Pubs. If you're interested in learning about an aircraft or studying an aircraft system, this is a great place to go because I'm standing in front of a mock-up, a picture of a mock-up of an aircraft. Of uh, I think it's a Boeing 737NG. And uh, if you're studying or if you're a school, this is a great place to go. But let me have Bob Pitts, who's here uh, discussing this with me, tell me a little bit about the company. Hi, Carl. Yeah, the company, we have a couple of different products that we put out. Uh, we do a manual service online, which uh, one part of the business, we'll take your company manuals, we can put those into our database, we'll convert those into FrameMaker, we can spit out a uh, PDF product for you to use in the business. Uh, part of this, process, this product is to make it easy for you to make modifications to your manual. So uh, the users can go in to the manual, make a change, it looks similar to a Word document, that comes back to us, we convert that, put that into your manual PDF. Uh, the other part of the business is, uh, as you mentioned, with some of the training publications, we do cockpit posters, 
We do, uh, we call it a fulfillment kit, but we can put out a whole line of aircraft manuals uh, for flight schools. So your students have any QRHs, uh, basic training materials, system schematics, cockpit posters, um, that'll go out to the students at training. We also do a uh, static simulator, or static trainer, uh, that we make, a, basically it's a cockpit mock-up. Uh, we lay that out, we can do it for any type of aircraft out there. Uh, it's, a, it's a good, inexpensive way for you to sit down with your students and go through cockpit lo- layouts and learn the switchology without actually having to go into a simulator. So the switchology, so it's, that was, it's basically a picture or is it an actual, it's, so it's a, a picture? It's a picture, yeah, okay. it's a picture of the cockpit and uh, we can set the switches however you want on the simulator. Um, but yeah, you can sit down, it, it sits, the pedestal sits on a table and for the larger aircraft. And you can sit down in a chair and, and actually look at the cockpit. So if somebody is at home, say they want to buy one of these, can they do that? Uh, they could. Uh, we, uh, we have some generics. Uh, like you mentioned, we have a picture of a 737NG. So if you wanted one, yeah, absolutely, we could sell that. So I see you have some systems here and, I, and some charts that are laminated. Uh, if somebody is, say, studying or is looking at a future interview, uh, in a specific job that has a specific aircraft, would this be a good place to start? Um, you know, I'm going to have to look at that one. Yeah, okay. Because I, I was thinking, you know, it might it'd be interesting if you get a hold of, because everybody's like, hey, can you get a hold of the manuals, that type of thing. And uh, it'd be kind of interesting to, to be able to do that. Now, if you're in a school and, uh, and they want to put up a mock-up, like the school that, that I was at, this would be a, a perfect opportunity for them. Uh, how would they go about doing that? Say they, like the 737 here, how would you go about getting that simulator put together for them? Uh, we just take the order uh, from the customer on what exactly they're looking for, and uh, it, we usually have those done in a week. We can ship those out. They just got to contact our office. Well, great. This, this is now you're in, in Wisconsin, you said, in Hudson, and... Uh, one of the things that, that kind of always concerns me is, you know, updates and things like that on, on the systems and on the manuals. How would I actually get an update to my manual done? What we do is we take the uh, owner's manuals, they su- supply us the manuals, and then we'll convert that into uh, our product. We will take, if there's updates out there, uh, usually our, our customers will send us what updates they have, uh, especially in the training environment, any changes they've made and then we'll update their manuals uh, so they don't have to do that. So if I'm working on a manual for myself, say I'm in a, a 172, I'm in that type of training environment, trying to get people ready for the airlines, and we try to put together a, you know, like a QRH, like you have here for a 767. Uh, can you help us out? Yeah, we could absolutely help you out with that. Um, it would be a matter of sitting down and seeing how you wanted it laid out. If you wanted just the straight 172 owner's manual, or if you wanted to design something more specific with a checklist, we can certainly work with you on that. Cool. And I know I'm going to get this question. is uh, How about the hobbyist that wants to get something put in their room or something like that? Would, if they ordered it online, could you ship it to them? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Uh, the one that we don't do is we don't do uh, the customization on the one-off order. Right. But if you wanted, a, you know, the the 172 cockpit, we could absolutely do that. Awesome. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some folks that want the triple seven. Uh, moving forward, uh, what are you folks looking at doing, say, with the universities, et cetera? We want to. Uh, you know, one of the things we want to take is for the universities is our product that we send out to our students at some of the current customers. We really want to expand on that and uh, make it so that when the student signs up for a class, we can take care of fulfilling that whole order for them, sending that to the student so when the student comes to class, he's prepared. He's got the manuals in advance. He knows what the basics are in the books, and then he can come to class prepared. You know, I know a concern, and I've had this happen to me in the past, is getting those manuals. Uh, I sign up for a training on, say it's an Airbus or say it's a, a, a business jet, and uh, I show up and I still haven't got my manuals yet. Uh, so what the university would do is they'd contact you, and then you would ship that directly to the student that's preparing for this program, correct? That's correct. Yeah, the way we do it with some of our other customers is we'll, we'll check the orders daily. We fulfill those kits. They give us the students uh, the location they're going to training and the class date. We make sure that we've got a custom tailored package for that student in that location, and they have it well before they go to class. Awesome. Well, where can they find you online and, uh, and as far as ordering and also new information? 
Yeah, the uh, website is jetpubs.com, and uh, you can find uh, the contact information on that website. Well, awesome. Uh, Bob, how's it going here at the NBWA 2014? It's good. It's early in the show, but it's uh, it's a huge show, a lot of good exhibitors here. You know, it's funny because it is, it's so early in the show, but, but it has been pretty exciting. There's people walking around, and uh, I'm excited about what's happening this year. It seems like there's more growth, and, and people are a little more excited about the uh, business aviation, and, and business aviation is growing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Bob. Thank I appreciate you, Bob. it. Carl Valeri reporting for Aviation Careers Podcast here at NBAA 2014 at the Jet Pubs booth, jetpubs.com. Well, folks, this is Carl Valeri with Aviation Careers Podcast, and we are here at the NBAA 2014 at this really exciting booth, the National Center for Aviation Training, and it's uh, out of Wichita, Kansas, and uh, it actually is pretty innovative. I've been walking around the booth, and I'm joined here with Joe Anches. Joe, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, you know, there's a lot of things we went over before here about what you folks do. First, if you could describe to me the National Center for Aviation Training, because right now uh, there's a big drain on talent, and uh, and we want people to, to actually be trained in a lot of these different uh, skills that you have printed here. So let us know what they are. Well, you're right, Carl. There is a skills gap, and that's why this facility exists. We are training the next generation of aviation employees so that they have exactly what they need to go to work. We're doing that not only for the students, but for the employers who need a skilled workforce. Uh, and that's something I've been hearing a lot uh, from employers here, is the fact that, hey, there's, they can't get the people, you know, and where do they get that training, that type of thing. Um, one of the things that I've noticed is that you're pushing Wichita. Why Wichita, and why would someone come there? Well, there's no other destination in the United States that has the aviation legacy that Wichita offers. So with 100 years of building airplanes in our blood, it only makes sense that the world's leading aviation training facility would also be in Wichita to build upon all of that history and knowledge and expertise that's been built up over the years. And so this uh, National Center for Aviation Training is associated with a technical college. And and what is that? It's Wichita Area Technical College, a two-year Uh, technical college that also shares space with the National Institute for Aviation Research, which is a department of Wichita State University. So there are two entities, both the technical college and the research institute, that occupy the National Center for Aviation Training. Okay, so say I'm someone who wants to become an AMP or AMT, a mechanic. What would I do? Well, they would apply for admission, and they would enter the program and go through the general and the airframe and the power plant portions of the course. They'd pay about half the tuition price that they would if they were at uh, schools in other state, other A&P schools. Because we're a state school with a lot of support from our local government, our tuition rates are much, much lower. And then, as we discussed earlier, the best part is that tie-in with local industry. So you're learning from hundreds of years of experience in the air capital. Our instructors are the very best. Yeah, you talked about cost. You are, are cheaper or less expensive, I should say. Uh, how about scholarships? Do you have scholarships that the students could use? We do, and they come from industry. There are companies that offer generous scholarships to help students get started. They also come from uh, grants from the federal and state government. And then we have institutional scholarships as well that uh, our college provides. So there is a whole range of ways that people can get help getting started. So give me an idea of what type of careers I can get into when I go through the National Center for Aviation Training. I know we talked about AMPs. Uh, What else? What else could I do? Well, on the service side, we also have avionics. We have non-destructive testing. On the manufacturing side, there's a whole host of ways to get your foot in the door in aviation. And it could be sheet metal assembly. It could be uh, composites. It could be welding. It could be machining. There are many, many options, all of which are in high demand for aviation industry jobs in Wichita. Hey, you talked about the industry. Now we're done with our education and we want to go to industry. Uh, do you help them find jobs? We do help them find jobs, and the, the best way to prove that point is to talk about our placement rate, which is above 90%. So of the students that start, the vast majority of those are finding work once they graduate. And uh, after they graduate, and they want to continue their job search. Say they found a job, now they want to move into another field, they want to increase their skills. Can you help them? 
We do have a career services department that helps with that, yes. And sometimes it's as simple as putting together a job hunting strategy and resume work and uh, interview assistance. But sometimes it's networking and it's job fairs and it's our list of exclusive uh, career positions that have been posted that we uh, uh, allow companies to post so that they can recruit talent. And uh, it's a great resource for students that are looking to change employers or find a new job or take a step up. And we, we offer all of those services through the college. You know, I really I love Wichita because there's uh, aviation is there. It's a heart of aviation. I don't think a lot of people realize that. I, I think uh, throughout the nation, they're like Wichita. That's in the middle of the country. You know, what, what's there? What companies are actually in Wichita? Well, that's a great question, and it's one we love to answer because Wichita is the home to Beechcraft, to Cessna. Learjet, those companies were all founded in Wichita, but it's grown and it's expanded so that Airbus now has a large engineering presence. Spirit Aerosystems, a major supplier to both Boeing and, and uh, Airbus, is also headquartered in Wichita. And we've got dozens of others that are a part of the air capital that make it the best destination for aviation in the United States. So if somebody gets into aviation and decides they want to go into another industry, uh, have you ever seen people do that? Can they cross over to some other industry? There's no question. We have our A&P uh, mechanics, for example, who are hired by uh, NASCAR race teams, by wind energy farms, by Carnival Cruise Lines, uh, Disney World. There is a whole host of employers waiting out there for students that have these technical skills. They're in high demand. I'm glad you said that. A lot of people don't realize as an AMP mechanic, they can do so many other things. I've seen people get into uh, radars, radar systems. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal what you can do with those type of skills. Uh, I'm very big a, a proponent of getting into <laughs> the AMT or AMP programs. Uh, what other universities can are they associated with? Say, okay, now I got my two-year degree. You know what? I want to go into management someday. How do I go forward with that? Well, we have business classes for those that want to start early, but we do articulate to Wichita State University. So we have agreements in place that allow our two-year graduates to move on and earn a four-year baccalaureate degree. Awesome. Anything else about the program that we need to know for considering coming out to Wichita? And, and also, how, you know, if I want to go see it, how do I do that? Great question. There is one other thing I'd like to point out, and that is that we are standardizing aviation training curricula so that the way it's taught in other states is the same from place to place. Employers have asked for this, so we've formed a consortium to make it happen, and we're leading the way in developing a curriculum to standardize aviation training nationally. And to get started in any of those programs or anything at the National Center for Aviation Training, you can go to watc.edu and that is where it all begins. Terrific. We'll have those links on the website. Also, one thing that's neat about Wichita, and Kansas in general, is they're passionate about aviation. Uh, I've talked to a lot of folks around here in Wichita. I used to fly to Wichita often, and, and that, to me, is one of the neatest things about Wichita. I'm sure you can attest to that. Absolutely. It's in our blood. You've got second and third generation aircraft manufacturers and pilots and researchers and just a whole community that's built up and grown up around this idea that flying is one of the best things humans can do. And so there's an energy and a spirit that is uh, unlike any other in the city of Wichita. Well, Joe Anchez, uh, I appreciate your, your speaking with us here at Aviation Careers Podcast. Uh, we'll definitely put those links on the website. And uh, boy, I tell you, I, anybody who's looking into aviation and wants to actually get their foot in the door, I think Wichita is a great place to be. I'm sure you agree. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate the opportunity to talk. Thanks so much, Carl Valeri with Aviation Careers Podcast. I'm here at NBAA 2014. Well, folks, this is Carl Valeri reporting from the National Business Aviation Association 2014. We're Expo, and we're here with uh, Wyvern Technology, and Marina Priolis is here to discuss aviation careers. And uh, first of all, though, we have to find out what Wyvern does. Uh, you know, and, and if you're in the business community, you know who they are. Welcome to the show, and... Uh, you know, what is it Wyvern does? Absolutely. Well, thank you, Carl, for that introduction. Uh, Wyvern is kind of unique in the business aviation world. It doesn't have to do directly with flying the airplane or directly with the maintenance. It has to do with safety. Uh, and that's a big buzzword in general aviation because that is really the true measure. Uh, the planes are only going to go so fast. The pilots are only going to get you there. But how safe are you when you get in that air? Uh, it's really a matter of trust to get in an aircraft. So now... Now, Wyvern, how do they measure that safety, and, and what kind of tools do they have for the person that's flying an aircraft? 
Uh, we have several different programs. Um, our main product is the Wingman Audit. So it's exclusively for air carriers or air charter operators. Uh, what it is, is it's a commercially developed standard and we actually have auditors go on site for two days uh, to the location and they'll look at everything, processes, procedures, manuals, interview pilots, do an onboard inspection. Uh, so it's kind of uh, above and beyond regulation and it's what our corporate customers look to. Okay, so I've heard about this Wyvern number. You know, what, what does that mean? A Wyvern number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you guys, I guess, have a rating or whatever that uh, of of their safety, that type of thing. And this is uh, people say that, or I guess it's I guess the number is not the proper terminology. What do you call that? Oh, well, the buzzword would be the wingman certified operator. And if you're flying with one of those, you're flying with one of the safest operators in the world. So. <laughs> okay, I've been corrected. The wingman certified aviator, and, and this program's been around for a while, and it is recognized by the industry. How many folks really use it, say, percentage-wise in the industry? Oh, wow. We have a really far reach. I'd say uh, about now we have 100 wingman operators worldwide, and we are on every single continent except Antarctica. <laughs> and uh, we also have about 3,000 air charter operators in our registered program, uh, which you can run a pass. I'm going to throw out a couple more acronyms at you, uh, which is our basically flight risk assessment. Uh, and then we have 18,000 aircraft for charter available in our database. So really at the heart of our business is our web database. Okay, so how do I use Wyvern? If I'm going somewhere and I want to find out about an operator that I'm going to use, a charter operator, how would I find out how their safety record is and, and if I should be flying them? Absolutely. If you're a corporate customer, you can have a membership with us uh, and you simply log into our website. Uh, from there, you can research the background of an operator through our SIR program or our uh, Wyvern report. And from there, you can see everything from insurance documents, all their ops specs, um, you know, depending on how technical you want to get, the roster of their pilots and the list of their aircraft. And it'll say if each of those aircraft and those pilots currently meet the wingman standard or the registered standard for our registered operators. And you can run a pass report. And you can actually enter in the date of your trip, where you're going, the aircraft, the pilots, and it will generate a specific personalized report and to that safety level. Well, that's really interesting. Now, if somebody wants to do this as a career, get into what you do, you know, what would they need? What type of background? It sounds complex what you folks do as far as numbers are concerned. Yeah, well, actually, what we do is uh, for new hires, we provide the safety training. So Wyvern has a really specific and detailed way to look at safety theory and how that applies to business aviation. And right now, actually, we're looking for people that are just passionate about aviation and, and want to get into the field uh, without actually getting into the cockpit. So uh, I still get to deal with uh, lots of charter operators. I'm always on the phone with directors of operations, directors of maintenance, trying to solve a pass, you know, seeing how they comply. So it's very hands-on, but it's an office environment, and it's, uh, it's a really dynamic way to you know, grow in the industry. So say I don't fly, but I love aviation. Say I can't fly for some reason, physical or whatever. This is a great way to get into aviation, get your foot in the door at Wyvern. Um, what, what type of a career can they look at at Wyvern? Is this something that's, that's local or is this something that's nationwide? Uh, it's absolutely nationwide. I mean, uh, a good way to springboard from like, what Wyvern would provide for you is uh, ISBAO, which is the International Standard of Business Aviation. Uh, operations. We actually also facilitate those audits as well as our wingman audits and every single flight department in the world now has this position of either a quality assurance manager or a safety uh, assurance manager or safety manager and in those positions are needed in every single flight department and you really need to have the background of safety theory uh, very frequently now we're seeing since they need to fill this position, they're pushing someone that's already on the flight line, you know, into the safety role and they're having to catch up and learn. And so really what Wyvern is, is a, uh, a really good place to learn about safety at its core. Um, and that's, you know, that's something that... So now, if, if I'm somebody that's thinking about this as a career and, and I decide to get into safety, and safety is very important, what other tracks are there? Say, say you and I hate to say is they go to Wyvern and they decide, oh, this isn't really where I want to be, and they want to move on. Are there other opportunities in safety? Absolutely. Well, like I said, every operator uh, has a safety, uh, excuse me, safety manager position or a quality uh, assurance manager. Um, there are equivalent companies. Hmm? Oh, absolutely. And for the airlines as well, uh, there's a lot of safety positions uh, there in all levels of the operation, especially in handling and operations. 
Awesome, awesome. Now, would I need a degree? Would that help in safety to get this type of a job? Um, I wouldn't say there is any specific uh, safety, aviation safety degree to be had. Um, definitely something in safety theory or safety engineering would be beneficial. Um, but right now, again, it's safety and especially business aviation safety is something that's growing and evolving. I mean, just with the introduction and the implementation soon and acknowledgement of the FAA with SMS, the safety management system, um, that's going to be really key coming in the future. Well, that was going to be my next question. You brought me into it. Thank you. The, uh, how is SMS playing as a role in your, in your business right now? What are you doing now? What are you doing in the future? Absolutely. SMS is the buzzword for a reason. It is really the pinnacle of all safety theory. Um, it's at the heart of the wingman standard. It's at the heart of the ISBEA standard. It's at the heart of business, business aviation as a whole. Um, and being able to facilitate that and manage that is really the most important thing. Safety management theory is still, I think, in its infancy. I mean, we're just growing into it and seeing how to make it work. Having buy-in uh, in many different departments, you know, it's still so green is, is kind of hard. So I think we're really just coming into to our the safety management I don't know <laughs> yeah, well, it's the precipice of the of a new era, I think, in safety management systems. And I really, I think that, and I'm excited about it. And I'm excited to see more people recognizing that it's evolved. You know, it's not just hey, you know, you control the plane and don't hit anything. Now there's there's a whole other system that's involved, especially with with new things, with new technologies, etc. And I think that's really exciting. And that's something I think Wyvern has been in the forefront is in technology. I've known Wyvern for a while now, actually, full disclosure, and I've seen where. They've come and it's been terrific. I, I I just think it's neat that you guys are moving forward with the SMS systems and and, and all. But let's go back to the careers uh, first, and then we'll talk a little bit about GA General Aviation. Uh, how would someone find out about a career at Wyvern? Oh, we do postings on our website, and also we're we're getting more active on social media. Um, and so really, we're reaching out. We're really growing our staff and growing our office locations. Uh, we just opened up several new office locations. So right now, we're actually looking for two uh, sales support coordinators at our Yardley office and also in our Los Angeles office. Uh, and so we're looking for maybe someone who's passionate about aviation and new to safety theory and really wants to grow and as uh, works in sales. And Yardley is. Uh, Pennsylvania. Okay, Thank you. Okay, Yardley, Pennsylvania. It's actually a VOR. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate you talking to us about careers. And, uh, you know, again, we're here at MBAA 2014. Is there anything else you could tell us about Wyvern and why someone should come here? Absolutely. Well, Wyvern is such a unique group of individuals. I mean, our office is a very dynamic, and uh, what I like about our work environment is everybody wears several different hats. So it's always fun. It's always interesting. There's always something new and different going on in the office. So, Well, awesome. Arena, thanks so much for talking to us here at Aviation Careers Podcast, and I wish you luck in, in finding somebody in the future for, for those positions. Again, this is Carl Valeri reporting from the National Business Aviation Association 2014 in this wonderful uh, white booth that we're here. Very modern. <laughs> this is Carl Valeri from Aviation Careers Podcast reporting here at uh, MBAA 2014. This has been a, a wonderful event so far. It's just getting started. And, uh, of course, talking aviation careers, I decided to stop at uh, the quintessential place for aviation careers, and that's Embry-Riddle booth. I'm joined by uh, Bill or William Hampton. And uh, William? Welcome to the show, and uh, what are you folks doing here today? Thanks so much. Uh, we are here, um, obviously, talking to the world about uh, what we are providing uh, industry in terms of careers in aviation, engineering, arts and sciences, and business. Um, the university is proud to have more than 75 degree programs now, um, and those span, as I said earlier, a large, large uh, swath of the industry and prepare uh, careers, uh, prepare people for careers. Um, also, we're here talking about how businesses can connect with the university for research opportunities and for us to help solve problems within their businesses using our faculty, staff, and students um, as they are able to provide some research opportunities. Well, that's interesting. Now, now go back. You know, we all think it's just uh, airplanes, pilots, mechanics. Mention a few of those other careers and also some of these outreach programs with business here. Sure. Well, we are we're proud to have a, a very strong college of business at Embry-Riddle, um, and that has provided leaders that go on not only into the airlines, but into many of the companies that you'll find here at MBAA. Um, they are leading uh, corporate aviation. They are leading in the insurance industry, the finance industry, the leasing industry, etc. Um, and we're proud to see a lot of those alums as we work the show here and as we uh, reconnect with them and talk about where they've gone in their careers. 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because a lot of listeners, they ask me, you know, I, I really don't want to fly airplanes, but God, I love this industry. It's so much fun. Uh, and, and how many other jobs are there out there besides just just flying and, and mechanics? Just name a couple of them. Well, uh, we obviously have the pilot, the mechanic jobs. We train um, the largest crop of aerospace engineers in the country. Um, we we um, have uh, several thousand of our graduates that have gone on to work at Boeing um, in various capacities, and not just aerospace engineering. I'm talking mechanical, electrical, software, computer, and even civil engineering. Um, our programs are very strong in those areas. And where we are growing right now are some pretty cool areas, unmanned autonomous systems, commercial space operations, um, a cyber security and intelligence, global security and intelligence. So as I said earlier, the, you know, the, the uh, university has expanded to meet the needs of industry, and those are not necessarily those direct flying careers. And while we still train, that we are still the largest collegiate aviation program in the country, the safest collegiate aviation program in the country, we are proud to show um, the various uh, ways that we've expanded. Now let's touch on one thing you said there, the unmanned aircraft systems. You know, there's there's a lot of folks that, that write in and want to know, you know, where they can go and what they can do with that. Yeah, is there truly a market for those skills? Uh, there is. Um, our, our students are going out finding jobs. Um, and what we find right now at the university is unmanned aircraft systems and the other related programs. We have about five programs of various flavors from the actual flying to designing and the software back end of these uh, unmanned autonomous systems. Um, these individuals are, I'm sorry, these programs are growing at a faster rate than any other programs at the institution. Um, and they are connecting with companies like General Atomics um, that are realizing a lot of growth in this sector. So why would a business uh, join up with uh, Embry-Riddle right here? You know, why would they do that? Well, our president has a vision uh, of the university not only as a place that provides outstanding graduates, but also as a place where industry comes to find solutions to real-world problems. Um, we have onboarded an extremely large brain trust of faculty experts that span a broad range of subjects, and the university really is pivoting not only from just providing world-class teaching, but also world-class research. Um, and that's the primary connection that we see with industry. They can come to us, as I said, have their problems solved. At the same time, uh, they are finding along the way that they're connecting their companies with absolutely incredible graduates uh, to go out and change the face of their own corporation. Well, awesome. Now, if I'm somebody thinking about coming here at Embry-Riddle, uh, a couple things, you know, location, where are you, and, and also price, and how do I, how can I afford an education at Embry-Riddle? Sure. Well, the university, um, we provide um, more than $60 million of internal scholarship support to students each year. What that really translates into is that any student that is considering Embry-Riddle of any age has the opportunity to qualify for those scholarships. Uh, we are a need-blind institution. Uh, so we look at a young person's uh, ability, uh, excuse me, a young person's SAT scores, high school GPA, and they are going to receive some sort of funding, uh, tuition remission from the university. Uh, and then we work with students as well to connect them with many of our partners who are, uh, support us philanthropically, um, and we connect that money to, those to the students. Well, we look forward to seeing that on our Aviation Scholarships Guide. We have a, a scholarships guide on our website. Uh, but you said something there that's key, and this is a question that I get quite often. I'm 30 years old. I'm 40 years old. I want to go, and I want, I want a career in aviation, but I can't afford it. Are these scholarships, do they apply to me as a 30 and over? There are scholarships uh, that are available for all of our students, regardless of military affiliation, regardless of working in the private sector, or if you're a traditional student. Um, so the non-traditional students, to answer your question, do have the ability to qualify for these scholarships. Um, our worldwide campus is thriving right now. That's where the majority of these adult learners are studying. Um, around 27,000 students study at the worldwide campus every year, about 15,000 of those fully online. Um, but uh, these opportunities are available uh, to students of any age, um, and, and most of them are available to students uh, from around the world, um, regardless of nationality. Well, that's awesome to hear. We'll put some links on our website to this. But now, here's one more thing. Okay, I've gotten my education. Now what happens? I mean, do you, do you help me find a job? Uh, of course. Um, and that is actually one of the cornerstones that we are here for at, at for MBA, MBAA. Excuse me. Um, 
career services and linking up with industry for internships, co-ops, uh, but more importantly, landing that great job. The return on investment for an Embry-Riddle education is something that we work on day in and day out. Um, so the ability for our career services office to work with graduates and to work with current students along the way to do mock interviewing, uh, to talk about how to dress for success, uh, and how to ultimately land that job is a very real thing. We have a large career services division. That division is committed to developing corporate relationships, industry relationships, and transforming those relationships into jobs. Um, that, that's one of the cornerstones of, of what we do. I think probably the, the key also here is the fact that you have Embry-Riddle on your diploma. I think that that is a huge thing. It's, you know, some people call it the Harvard of, of the aviation community. I don't know if you mind me, me using that term, but it, it's a great school, great education, has incredible networking opportunities, not only uh, right when you get out of school, but continuing on throughout your career. Would you not agree with that? I uh, agree, certainly. I mean, the name on the diploma is just the beginning, and obviously that is a very, very important part, but the relationships, the networks that our students develop while they're, while they're at the university and beyond uh, through our our alumni network. Uh, we have over 120,000 alumni uh, working in various positions in the industry, from astronauts to folks that keep the industry working safely, efficiently, on time, and, and most importantly, uh, what we try to instill in our graduates to provide innovation for this very exciting industry. Well, I say we, we have had many of your graduates on this show from around the world, and they've been terrific. I think the education you give is, is wonderful. Uh, but one thing I, I want to ask you about is this. You know, here at, at MBAA, uh, maybe a, a somebody's listening and they weren't able to come here. How would they find out about Embry-Riddle? How can they find out about these programs? Um, we, we've just launched a brand new website. Great question. Uh, Embry-Riddle.edu. Uh, this new website, for the first time, takes all of these programs that I've talked about, 75 programs, and aggregates them in a way that makes a lot of sense for a potential aviation, aerospace, or related uh, industry professional. Uh, so I encourage them to go to the website. Um, you literally start by picking one of your seven areas of focus, and you will work through that website um, to the point that you find a degree that works for you and a delivery experience that works for you. That might be coming to Daytona Beach, Florida, or Prescott, Arizona, to the traditional environment, or that might be purely online, or that might be at 100 or so uh, military bases in which we operate as well. Um, so I encourage everyone to go to the website, um, and you can also chat live uh, with an admissions counselor 24-7, um, and also talk to an admissions counselor on the phone 24-7 uh, if you need more advice. You, know, you mentioned one thing, and before we close, one more item is uh, military veterans. A lot of veterans that, that write into us and, and call into the show, they want to know what, what they can do if they don't have a degree right now. What opportunities are there for the veterans? Uh, certainly. Embry-Riddle has a proud and long history uh, serving military professionals um, and servicemen and women. Um, we have Veterans Affairs offices and a military office that works with individuals to talk about how tuition assistance uh, from the military works uh, and how that applies. We are happy right now at the Worldwide Campus uh, to offer programs that, that tag our tuition rate directly with military tuition assistance. That's a good, that's a good piece of news. Um, and also the Veterans Affairs office works with individuals figuring out which chapter of benefits they're using and the Yellow Ribbon program. We're a full member of the Yellow Ribbon program as well. Well, terrific. Hey, William, thanks for talking to us today. It's It's been terrific. You know, I really can commend you folks for what you're doing, not just now uh, in, and in the past, but also what you're doing in the future. You, you definitely have a vision for the future. So that's been terrific. Any last words for those folks that are thinking about maybe applying to Embry-Riddle and say, oh, my, my gosh, I don't know if I can get in? Well, I, the admissions process is is uh, very smooth, very straightforward. We, uh, we, we make admissions decisions literally every day of the year. Um, and what's most important, I think, is to reach out and talk to somebody within our institution about your career and your ultimate long-term return on investment and being part of one of the most exciting industries in the world. That's why we're here. Well, thanks so much, Bill. And this is Carl Blair reporting from MBAA 2014 right here at the Embry-Riddle booth. You know, get your career started here. Go online. Check them out.
Well, I hope you enjoyed those interviews as much as I enjoyed actually listening to these people and interviewing the folks here at MBAA. As you can tell, there's some really interesting and diverse backgrounds. There's many different types of jobs. And also in the industry, we see a little bit of a shortage in some talent. So that's quite interesting also. So one of the things that I, I would like to encourage you to do is to go back, maybe listen to some of these interviews, check out the links on the website uh, and at Aviation Careers Podcast podcast because I have links to all those different employers and and also a link to the NBAA 2014 convention where it has links to all the different attendees to the conference. I gleaned some great information. You know, there's really is a shortage of talent out there, not just in obviously the flying jobs, but in all technical fields. So if you're looking to get into aviation, this is the greatest time to do it. And you know what? It doesn't matter what you do in aviation as long as you enjoy doing what's bending metal or repairing aircraft or building aircraft, designing them, flying them, <laughs> or just, you know, working as a flight attendant or just, you know, being around them, sales, insurance, everything. There's lots of different jobs. Uh, I wish I had actually more time to do more interviews. Also, by the way, we have some other interviews uh, concerning general aviation. If you go over to Stuck Mike Avcast, I talked to a lot of other folks about that. Uh, and, and they talked a little bit about careers, but primarily about uh, the different products that they had. So if that's something you're interested in, go to stuckmygavcast.com and check those out. We don't have uh, actually a scholarship of the week this week because uh, this was a special episode. I'd like to know what you think about this. If you go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash contact and let me know if you'd like to hear more episodes like this where I'm reporting live in the field and talking to folks out in some of these conferences. I'm going to be doing a lot more of these for Sun and Fun Radio and uh, some of those will include some careers. So we'll be able to put those into into these types of shows. Well, folks, I encourage you, like I always do, to do one thing today to move you forward in your career. Uh, You know, one thing you could do, click on some of those links that we have on the website, check out some of the schools, scholarships, employers, etc. Open your mind to the various careers in aviation. You know, it's interesting, I, I've been doing some coaching now. If you go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash coaching, and um, <laughs> usually I uh, like to encourage people to get into aviation, but you know what? We found out that uh, one of the people I was coaching, you know, this this wasn't for them, but that actually is one of the greatest things, is to discover through all these avenues and through all your research that where you want to go and now that person's on the track to do what they want to do and and to use aviation in a way that's unique to their lifestyle so i encourage you to do that well folks i enjoyed bringing this to you and uh, we'll talk to you next episode we have some really exciting guests coming up you have been listening to aviation careers podcast an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career this aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved. <laughs>